Hello, this is Diane Munoz, and welcome to Sacred Soul Talk, where we talk about spirituality. That's what's up. We talk about entrepreneurship. Let's do we it. We talk about healing. We talk about healing your inner child. We talk about everything that is here to touch, move, and inspire you. I want to welcome today my guest, the Don Damiano. Yeah. Ah, the crowd goes wild. You know what's crazy is like how I even got that name, Don Damiano. Oh, tell us. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, so my cousin Yogi, um, when I was little, he used to always like tell me like, you're the Don. Like, so I grew up feeling like very... And the Don that's from... Well, just like Don The Dom... Godfather? Yeah. Where's that from? Typically like in... Yeah, typically, like in the Latin community or Latin culture, Don is like uh, someone that's well respected, uh, right? You know, usually, usually an older guy. But can, can I be the Don, or that's for men only? Donya. Oh, Donya. Yeah. I'm gonna change my name to Donya Muñoz. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, but you know, it's just a, a endearment of respect, you know. Mm. So in Italian, so being Mexican and Italian, you know, so in the Italian side, it's. Usually of uh, someone that's uh, a capo de tutti. That's like someone that's like the Godfather. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. And you have that very you you hold that you hold that divine masculine energy very very strongly. You know. Thank so like you. to hear you say that that's like in a perfect. If I could, if I could describe you as like the like the the divine masculine it is that like that powerful respected knowledgeable like everything about you is just integrity like wow. man of my word and you're serving others which where's your that's where your respect comes because you're serving and you're so powerful you, you know, know you're not taking you're giving like that's what the godfather is there for you know yeah. he's serving others he's giving back that's true and yeah. a lot of people don't realize that that's his role mm -hmm. you know a lot of times you know um in the italian communities they couldn't go to the police so they went to the godfather and the and the mafia at the time was more like a a police for businesses right and uh, and people that needed that couldn't go to the police so they went to the godfather uh, right okay but you know i received that what you what you shared with me and then yeah. and um it's beautiful and it's like it's it's really nice to um get those accolades from you and that's how i show up mm. right um i do appreciate that i i do have men in my life that have inspired me to be a man of my word have my yeses be yes my nose be nose and so god can we like get that like what's it called a uh, zoomed in <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't know many men that their yeses are their yeses and their nose are their nose like jesus like we need more men in that divine masculinity yeah it's and it's unfortunate because a lot of women are taking on that role right mm -hmm. women are taking on the the and, I, and i'll just you know my ex-wife um, very masculine and an amazing woman, but we clashed a lot because I wanted to be the king in the relationship. Yeah, and she be my queen, but unfortunately, a lot of times she would rise up to that, and um, it doesn't function when two people, especially a man, wants to have that role. Yeah, and a woman comes in and tries to take that role. 
So it's very. Um, you can't have two. You can't have two yins or two yangs. Most two definitely, need that balance. You can't have two masculines yeah. at all. Like, yeah, I can. And we're not going to blame it that she's a Taurus. <laughs> 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 we can be a bit masculine. But you know what I realized in retrospect, though, is that I could have earned the respect from her so that way she gets into her feminine femininity. She could drop into it exactly. and feel safe yes. to let go. So in retrospect, I see how I could have uh, recreated that relationship. Mm. But I think it got to a point where I, I also didn't want to be in it anymore. Right. And so now as it's given me an opportunity to um, be the king that I imagine myself to be, right? And so I really do have this philosophy or this story that I created when I was a kid. You know, I grew up poor in the city of Cudahy, grew up on a, in apartments my whole life. And my mom never owned a car, so we took the bus everywhere. Yeah. But I used to play this game like I'm this peasant that one day is going to be king, I love it. Right? It's like yeah. this. Uh, this so I played into this game that I created for myself as a kid. Like, the, remember the movie Rags to Riches? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like most that. definitely. I think, we yeah. remember, I think it was like a, on Saturdays, Asa works like a series for it. Right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, those, and, and, and that's the thing about being an entrepreneur, being that this podcast is about entrepreneurship and think like an entrepreneur. It's like, what story have you been living into mm. that's creating the success or whatever it is that you want in life, right. right? What's the, like, some people have lived into this victim story that they'll never be enough and, <laughs> <laughs> right? And yeah. then some people have used past traumas mm -hmm. to really be the fuel to have them, like, say, you know what? Because of that, I'm going to show them. And they live yeah. into that story. And that's actually the fuel that helps them get to where they want to get. So we got to realize that life doesn't happen to us it happens for us and sometimes we think like how in the heck did i find myself in this situation but when you pull out and really look at it and zoo and and really look at the playing field and where you're going you can literally use that story or that event to really be the fuel to get you to where you really want to go and so it's it's so important for us to really know who we are and that's the story that I lived into as a kid that fueled me that this peasant to be king. Okay. And also like how the mannerisms of how I want to be as a man, right? Because I believe that men should be men and women should be women. Right. In the sense that, um, you know, the queen always protects her king, right? And so, and then the king's responsibility is to protect the mind of the woman, I believe because if I could protect that mind and give that mind assurances and give that mind unconditional love, she's going to feel, you know, protected. And in return, I'll get that respect that I desire and need as a man, as a king. Shit. You need to get a blowjob every day, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Screw the respect. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the dynamic. But again, we're not yeah. taught these things it took years and years of reading and studying and you know just instead of going out just like like reading yeah and 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 learning because why is that that fuel and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about how the entrepreneurship really rose in me right and how i got that fuel to like really um you know create um 
But that those are the things about being human, being an entrepreneur, being a man and woman. We're not taught how to be any of that. Any of that. Any no, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you're saying, uh, you, was your mom a single mom? My mom was a single mom, raised three boys all on her own. And was your dad in the home? No, my dad, my dad, um, my dad came around once in a while. My mom would relax his hair because uh-huh. his hair was really wavy. Kinky. <laughs> and he'd spend the night and I wouldn't see him for another month. That's the relationship I had with my dad growing up. Okay, so he was absent. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that we're finding is... Is I don't even I mean I, I'm gonna say Latino community because I know in the Latino community a lot of us who come from poverty or even middle class the, like our parents were from a generation where I don't know if it's just because like the minority because we're brown skin that you know it's not like you see you know Latinos own CEOs and running businesses you know they're like gardeners and they're nurses and they're sewing and they're cooking and that's who our family our, our parents were who you know who are unknowledgeable to teach us about entrepreneurship yeah, yeah. who don't you know they're gonna say hey mijo like like you know what why are you over here um you know trying to let us just say like i think you said the other day like like why are you over here you know trying to um you know trying to become a, you know a, an artist like why are you painting yeah go to work you know, go to work, you know, feed your family, get a job and go home, mijo, mija. Like that's what we were taught. Yeah. They never said, oh, like you're an artist. You're really good at it. Follow it. That's, you know, that's the limited thinking that we were given. And I want to say, you know, even as minority, as brown skins, there was an opportunity for our, for our people, for our parents, for our grandparents, because they didn't know that they could be more. They didn't have the option of like seeing other Latinos in these roles of CEOs, of owning things, of, you know, being on Forbes magazine, of being on Vogue magazine, of, you know, being on the computer magazines, like none of these opportunities were around until, you know, in the the last, you know, couple generations. Yeah. And all that's changing. Like, there's not too many people that I know that have a hundred thousand subscribers that, you know, YouTube sends them something like yourself. <laughs> so you're Thank changing you. that dynamic. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. And then there's two different cohorts. There's the cohort of the people, the Latinos and, and Browns that were, or, or blacks that were born here. And then there's the immigrants. Right. Right. So there's two different cohorts. You got the immigrants that come here that typically become millionaires and then you got the cohort of of of, of um, minorities that were born here, and when they were born here, those are the ones that are l- more likely not to become a millionaire, oh. because they get caught up in the system of going to school, uh. getting a good job, get, going to college, getting a good job, and then the system takes care of their kids and it's replicated because the system was made for the business owner. Uh. It was made for the elite. Going to school and going to college and all of that stuff, it it was a a babysitter system for the people that went to the factories to go work, right? So, but now things are changing because of the internet, because of um, the ability to go out there and create. So I think this younger generation, this new generation 
is seeing the ability to be able to make money through forex trading, Bitcoin, right. and all these, you know, whether it's Uber or whatever, these, these, uh, um, you know, these uh, uh, jobs out there they can go do on their own and then really do what they really like. I know a lot of people that do Uber or do Uber Eats and right. stuff like that. They use that part to make time. the money part time to go do what they really want. Stand up comedy yes. or try to pursue be an actor or be an mm -hmm. influencer or be a coach or whatever. So there's people going out there and trying to really uh, be the entrepreneur. Follow their dreams. Follow their dreams. Their calling. What makes them happy. But again, nobody's really teaching them how to scale. Right. You know, how to grow their business or even have a business because a lot of people own a job. Right. So there's a great book out there called Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. And it, I love Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, uh, he's the best. Rich man, poor man. If you guys haven't poor read dad. that book. Rich oh. dad, poor dad. Rich dad, poor dad. Rich <laughs> man, poor man. <laughs> it's an incredible book. I've read it. They even have it for children. Yeah. Most My definitely. daughter, I bought it for her in high school. She yeah. read it. Yep. And it's super easy book to read. Yeah. He speaks to you like, like a normal person. It's not these big fancy you know, quantum leaping and words. <laughs> and he specifically did that for those books so that the majority of people can yeah. be able to read it, understand it, and apply it. Yeah, it is just, it's super, super simple. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a coach, Stacia Pierce, and she always says like knowledge is power. Like every season of your life, you should be learning something. Most definitely. And the power of reading books is how do you expect to get to the next season if you don't even, if you, you've never been there, you never experienced it. Yeah. So reading, which is knowledge. And I'll take it a step further. Applied knowledge is power. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. Right. Cause you're reading, you get the knowledge. A lot of people like I yeah. can read how to, you know, do something, but if I never actually go out there and apply it, then right. it, then that knowledge is really just, it's just it's static. It's not going anywhere. Static. I and like it, that word. You know, static. And it, it it's uh it gets to be moving, right? Like we life is constantly in motion, mm -hmm. right? Money, your money, your dollar is gonna lose money if it's not invested. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship and money. Money is a currency. It needs to constantly keep moving because if it just sits in the bank, it's losing money through inflation. Right. So if you have a, a thousand dollars in the bank, bank and it stays in there for a full year, well, the cost inflation goes yeah, up typically about 4% a year. Mm -hmm. So you lost 4% of that. You lost $4 in a year in that hundred dollars. Really? Because inflation huh. goes up about 4% uh, every year. So if you rent a house, the, when you get that, that next year, the they're going to raise it up 4% for the cost of living. Okay, are you guys listening to this? Because I want to make a point, not a point, but I'm going to make a point out of this, <laughs> is because a lot of times, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the entrepreneur who, like, every dollar I make, I reinvest. Like, I'm not a person who keeps, like, let me save this big amount of money just in case of a rainy day and I lose everything. Like, like I'm a risk taker. Like, every dollar that comes in, how can I reinvest it in mentorship, in programs, in my business? Like, like everything I, I make, it's like, how can I tenfold that 100? Like, I'm not a person, like, and I know a lot of people around me are like, oh, my God, Deanne, like, you spend money, like, it grows on trees. And in my head, it does. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. Money grows on trees. Money is every dollar I spend is trees. multiplied back to me 100 folds. Like that's the abundant mindset that I operate from. And 
I magnetize situations. I magnetize the money because I believe when I invest it, it's coming back 100 folds. So entrepreneurship, the mindset of entrepreneurs, like that's how I view anything like like this home, my my podcast studio, the equipment, everything to me is like I want top of the line. I'm going to pay it. And it's always been multiplied. And it's just the way I've operated from a very young age at 21. And I don't know if even that's come from, if that comes from dancing, you know, because money came easy. So I'd just be like, oh, I could make this money next week. Or, you know, I could make this money up this weekend. And it was always like, it always came to me. There wasn't an issue that there was never been this. Okay. And there's been times where I've lost it all. I'm like, okay, no big deal. I can get it all back. And, and I want to say like, that's one of the key things as an entrepreneur is I'm a risk taker. I learned on the yeah. fly. I'm a risk but taker. But you know what? There's taking me so three. Knowing that you're now? a risk taker. Um, many, and many as, so there's, there's a, a, a personality test called the disc test. Okay. Right. The disc test. Is right. that like, um, like the five love languages test? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And, and people should know their disc assessment. So there's a D for driver mm-hmm. and you're a driver. You're, you're a boss. Right, you know, like when, when you talk to Deanne, like get right to the point. Like when it's about oh, business, oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Right? Yeah. Get right to the point because if you tell a, a long story, oh. yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm counting like the tiles on the ceiling, thinking when is this person gonna shut up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so there's a, a um, different personality. So you got a driver, okay. like that's you. Mm-hmm. Then you got an influential person, which is me, mm-hmm. right? Like very influential in the sense that um, I'm the life of a party. Like I'll yes. go in, make fun, ha- have fun with everybody. So that's the I, influential. Then you got the S, who's the supporter. And then you got the C, who's the analytical person, right? So you got these different type of personalities. And for some people, you know... To go out there and 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 be De- Deanne, right? They they can't do that. So they're gonna be like, oh no, I can't do what she's doing. So everybody gets to get in where they fit in, and there's a business opportunity for every um, for the analytical person, of course. Right. Yeah. Right. Imagine if you had an analytical person on your team, really looking at the metrics and the numbers of your podcast, of everything that you do. Um. <laughs> Uh, if you are a analytical, please hit me up because I need you in my life. Exactly. Because what you don't measure, if you don't measure, it doesn't grow. Right. So you got to be able to measure the metrics of your metrics. business. Mm-hmm. Right. How many people are looking at the podcast? How do you follow up with them? How do you upsell? All this stuff. That's the part of being in business and scaling a business. The reason why a lot of Latinos and, and blacks and minorities don't okay. really scale. There's a big I went to a. um there's a um, up at Stanford every uh-huh. year in January. There's this Latino initiative where they talk about how to scale businesses for Latinos. A lot of business, a lot of Latino businesses don't get past the $10 million mark. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't hit that $100 million mark like Caucasians. Okay. And the reason is because it's how they do is their- Is Caucasians the right way to say that? I just say white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White people, Caucasians, know. you know? Oh. Yeah. I wasn't sure what's politically right. <laughs> you know so like um caucasians tend to do their taxes correctly where a lot of latino businesses or black businesses we write a lot of stuff off and so it doesn't show us making too much money and then when we try to go raise capital to take our business to the next level we can't or we don't because we don't qualify so 
one of the things that is so important about being in business is to really understand business. So you need people. You need that D in your team, which is the driver, which right. is you. Right, 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 right. You need the influential people to go out there and sell, mm-hmm. right? Upsell, do all this stuff, get people excited about right. what the cause is. You need the supporters. You need the data entry people to do that. That's important. Yeah. You know, the people to take on the calls, the customer service and all of that. And you need that analytical person to look at the metrics and share with you the data, how to get ahead. Right. Because the data gives you a roadmap. Right. And if you don't have that roadmap, you could just be stuck in one area. Like, why am I not growing? It's because you don't have all the components, all the right people on the bus. Right. If you got too many drivers on the company, you got you're going to have bickering and fighting because everybody <laughs> yeah. wants to be the captain. They want to be the leader. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. If you got too many influential people, every it's a big party. Nobody's going to work. <laughs> If you got a, too many people that are supporters, yeah. everybody's going to be hugging each other like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Nothing's going to get done. Yeah. You need every all of them. But here's the thing about the disc assessment. When you know what you are and if you go backwards. Now, I, I can imagine that once you, if you get upset and then you get analytical and short, like telling people exactly what it is, you're going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. Because you, because you go backwards on the wheel. Now me, I'm influential, but when I become a driver, I'm a dick. I'm an asshole. I'm right. a jerk. Because I went from this really cool, fun guy, and all of a sudden I snapped, and now I'm like this. Yeah. Right. And so when you go backwards on the wheel, it's it's not a good thing. Uh, so you got to look at the disc wheel right, and how right. it could support you. So I am. If you're an entrepreneur out there. Tony Robbins has a free disc assessment. Go to TonyRobbins.com, look under the disc assessment, and find out your personality type. Very important. And then talking about the five love languages. Yeah. Also very important because you want to treat your customer like that. Right. Would that be considered NLP? Um, well, kind of. Well, the NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, really has to do with words. Okay. But there is a lot of... Um, you know, there there is a lot of body uh, movement in there. Like Tony Robbins, when he gets it, it's a, it's a, it creates a, a state change right. when you move, right? Yeah. So, if you're a salesperson out there, you're an entrepreneur, you should be walking and talking. You can be on the treadmill, stand up, have one of those desks that go up, right? Because your physiology when you're selling is a lot different when you're in motion and when you're standing. Mm. And if you're a salesperson, have a mirror in front of you so you feel like you're talking to somebody. You could see your facial expressions. So if you're a salesperson on the phone, you should be using all of your mouth because you pronunciate things even better when you use your full mouth. And then again, the phone is a toy. A lot of people don't realize that the phone is a toy, but they think it's a thousand pound weight. Right. Right. So all of this plays into NLP, transformational work, um, just constantly studying, bettering, you know, bettering yourself, getting right. ahead, because all of that is an investment into you, for your children, for your spouse, for your family, for your legacy. So when you really start to look at business and understand what, why did you get into business? What was the purpose? What's the vision? Because when you go to work and it doesn't feel like work and it feels like fun, that's because you created a flow. And when you're in that flow state, everything just goes by quick and fast and and the abundance comes to you. So when I see Deanne, I see someone that's in a flow state. I see someone that's in the abundance, that's in the, the, like the river, fast moving river, right? Of of just, of life. (laughs) 
where it's adventurous, like a whitewater rapids, but yeah. it's moving. It's not one of these rivers where it's stagnant. Oh, no. And there's oh, mosquitoes no. everywhere. We're in the boat. <laughs> right? We're but that boat. water is healthier, the water that's moving. Mm-hmm. Remember I was saying earlier, like life is a money's yeah. a currency. It needs to keep moving. Things need to keep moving. And, you know, we're traveling at what? Right now, as we sit here, I think we're going 76,000 miles an hour right now. That's how fast the earth is moving. Wow. The earth is in motion. And we can't feel it. You can't feel it. No. But we're moving like, I think it's some crazy number, 76,000 mm-hmm. miles per hour. With, with saying that, I I, th- I want to like, tar- let's, let's get into that little area. Because with that, I feel everything is, so like you're saying the whole motion thing, like behind, like like physical motion is there, but there has to be the, the inner belief system. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like there can be times in people's businesses where it's stagnant or it could be slow or there's moments where, you know, there's going to be a step back before something new is coming. And, you know, maybe we can get into what well, I want to, not maybe. If we can get into that, the the core belief system, like what what is your core belief system, whether you're moving in business or you're at a standstill? What is your belief system? What What energy are you holding within during whether you're moving or whether you're not moving it's it's really simple it's it comes down to like one foundational pillar right mm-hmm. and that one foundational pillar is integrity okay because integrity now i'm not talking about integrity of doing the right thing right okay i'm talking more like so so there's the moral type of integrity, like doing the right thing. Right. And then there's structural integrity. Like this this house has integrity because it could withstand an earthquake, the rain, the snow. It has integrity, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I said, D, you know, here's a 1962 or, you know, car and it, it, the tires are kind of flat. It has cobwebs everywhere. And you, you look at it, it's all rusty. And I say, hey, I need you to go to New York in this car. You're probably going to say, oh, hell no. <laughs> Why? Because the car has no integrity. Right. You're looking at it, it looks all beat up and busted. Right. But if I give you a brand new Honda Civic right off the, you know, right from the dealer with zero miles, I say, hey, I need you to go to to New York, you're gone. Right? Because the car has integrity. So your life, does it have integrity? And you got to like, when things are not working in our lives, when things are not working in my life, I say, where did I not keep my word to myself or to someone else, to a business partner. Because when we don't keep our word, that's when things start to break down, right? But when you keep your word to yourself, to other people, it creates another level of what's called workability. So integrity creates workability, Thank you which gives you the opportunity to live a peak performance Thank life. You for all the love and the so babies. there's people that experience a peak performance life, but they don't live there. It's because they 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 made it through the weeds and somehow got this peak performance, right. but they don't constantly live okay, there. Okay, I want to hear yours. I want to hear you. The question just the question was, what is what is your belief system when whether things are going really good in business or whether they're not? Because you are an entrepreneur and you're always steady. So to the pers- people that are watching this, what is your 
core, what is your belief system within? Because you're holding an energetic frequency. Whether things are on the outside working or not, you are you still have this core belief system. Yeah. That is that is your um, integrity. Mm-hmm. What is those belief systems for you? Yeah. I want to hear those. So we can I want people like to help support them with um, you know, being an entrepreneur means where their times are going good, 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 or they're just not moving at the moment or whether there's a breakdown. An entrepreneur holds a predominant thoughts and belief system at their core, creating their integrity mm-hmm. that no matter what's going on, their word is their word and their beliefs is their belief system. So what is your core belief system? as an entrepreneur that you know and you believe that what you're doing is 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 your business no matter what business it's in what is your core belief as your for yourself as an entrepreneur that you operate from servant leader right so my core belief is that i if i help enough people get what they want i'll get what i want Right. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Zig Ziglar, by the uh-huh. way. I, I can't take Zig Ziglar. <laughs> can't take that one right. That's Zig Ziglar right there. You help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. So my business is financial services and real estate. Right. Right. I because I grew up in apartments my whole life, never lived in a house. And I would bring dogs home all the time. And my mom would say, Mijo, you gotta get the dog out of here. We're on section eight, can't have the dogs. So I know that you can create wealth through real estate, because I've done it. Right. Right. So my core belief is supporting people to own real estate, to own homes, to own apartment complexes, to own commercial real estate. That right there sets a great foundation. So my core belief is help people get what they want. Okay. Right. Be a servant leader. My and then where as a coach. Right. My core belief is, unfortunately, a lot of us grew up with trauma and I want to love on people. And I want to love on people in a way that they're inspired to love themselves and Mm. pay it forward by loving other people. So I don't know, this sounds cheesy, but it's really to love on others like Jesus taught me to love. Let's remove the word cheesy. Let's pay. That's powerful. Thank you. That's powerful. Thank you. Love is powerful. You guys to, to, to be a man, especially in this world and to have done so much inner healing and so much vulnerability for a man to want to just love. That is like a world leader. Like that's the mindset of a world leader. When you hear guys that are like, or women that are like, oh no, like fuck the world. And you know, the world's going to screw you over. Don't help out anybody. Like it's about me, 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 like the whole world. I'm just thinking like, wow, like, like your business isn't going to go very far. Yeah. Like like you're not serving nobody. Exactly. And I want to honor you for the fact that like, It makes me so sad when men show any kind of vulnerability and then they kind of retract it with a little like insult. Like this is cheesy. Mm. It's fucking powerful. Yeah. You own it and you say, I'm fucking powerful because I'm here to love. That's what's up. 
that ain't fucking cheesy. Yeah. I'm getting chills right now. <laughs> that spirit letting me know. That's powerful. You're a man, a very masculine, divine, in your divinity, divin, you're in your divine masculine. And you're here to love. Like that is his belief system. Love attracts more love. Abundance comes from love. Most not definitely. from scarcity, not from it's about me, not from you're not even you're not operating from trauma. Mm. Most of the world in entrepreneurship, you're going to find people that can't hold themselves, whether their times, their business is low, doing great or it's thriving. Somebody who's operating from from a selfishness that's me, 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 take, take, take. Your, their business is just, there's no integrity. Their business do not, are not sustainable. Most definitely. Like you hear about people like who hit the millions and billions, but they're tyrants. Mm -hmm. They were dishonest. Do they keep it? No, they don't. So to be a man and to say it like, yeah, it's powerful. I know how to fucking love. Shit. Not, I don't know many men that can say that. That's power. So when we're talking about mindset, he's here to serve. That's what world leaders do. That's what anointed ones do. Those are people who are chosen as, as the ones to come in as light workers, as healers. And that's guaranteed that spirit's going to bless you, me, a hundred folds that we're here thinking about the world. How you, can we impact it and influence it? You know that, and and as a man, that is our responsibility to heal. You know, we get to heal our wives' minds. We get to heal our children and protect. Ooh. Right. Yes. So healing is a responsibility of a man. Right. Yeah, don't clap in here and. <laughs> and we and you know it's um, I I really believe that. My mom did a really good job raising a man and an incredible job. We love Don the Damiano. <laughs> and, you know, it's like a lot of women have been raising men, but that's unfortunate, though. You know, my mom did a great job, but it's unfortunate that a woman raised a man. The men get to raise their children and get to protect the the mind of their wife and and really love unconditionally. I read a great book. It's called Love and Respect. And men get to love unconditionally their wives. And women get to unconditionally respect their husbands. Right. Right. Because that's what creates the dynamic because men need that and women need that. And so bringing that all, you know, back to entrepreneurship is that, you know, our responsibility as men will always be to hunt and will always be to lead. Right. And so, you know, we do need, men do need to step back up. And there's a lot of great men out there that are doing that. There's uh, Ed Milet. Um, Ed Milet does a oh, great I'm job. Oh, following him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great job. Um, there's a, So there's a lot of great men that are showing men how to be men all over again. And there, there gets to be women that shows women, you know, how to also drop into their femininity because right. there's a lot of women right now that are because they're running businesses because they're taking care of kids and because they have to do it right so because men aren't <laughs> literally 
Maybe. You know we're, what? We're I, in a time where men are no longer seeking to be head of the household anymore, to to hunt, to protect, to take care. They, they're like, let me just sit back and let the woman do it. Like that's... And then they're wondering, well, why is this girl so in her masculine? Bro, it, I, I am... When I'm with my girlfriends, I open the door at all times. I pay the bills. Like I make sure everybody walks in front of me. I'm a woman. So for a man to do that is not very hard. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Not at but all. men just aren't brought up that way. They're not, they're just, they're just, uh, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Well, that's changing because yeah. I, I do, I do know a lot of men that are stepping up, that do step up. Yes. And so, you know, just kind of bringing this back, you know, the whole, um, just living, let's, let's talk about living for a second, human beings. It has to go back to understand what it is to be a human, first of all, right? You're a, we're all miracles. Just imagine there's 5 million sperm that are going after that one egg and you won. I did. Like, Dan, you won. You're a champion, right? <laughs> we're all champions because yes. we all won. We all won the yes. race out of 5 million possibilities getting to that one egg. Like, I made it. You made it. We all made it. Now, now when that when that sperm fertilizes that egg, it starts to duplicate. And I think it's like in eight weeks, a heart starts beating. Right. And then, you know, nine months later, you're born like that in itself is a whole miracle. Like the chances of you being here, that's crazy. Right. right, And now you're here. So we're born and then but we're not really taught how to be a human. Like the child just knows how to cry and laugh. That's it. Those are its first two languages, crying and laughing. And just imagine what it takes for a baby to learn how to cry, how to laugh, how to talk, how to walk. That is so like (laughs) crazy. And then what happens is the brain starts recording things though. Just imagine like there's this baby sitting on the floor and all of a sudden this spider starts crawling up the the baby's arm the baby doesn't have no experience of the spider so it just thinks it's tickles right oh whatever (laughs) i have a friend mommy yeah but mom comes out from making the (laughs) by making the bottle sees the spider screams yells runs over slaps the spider off the kid goes crazy doesn't know why it went why it happened but the brain recorded it all right so now all of a sudden the kids like in preschool they bring out the tarantula and he goes nuts I don't know why little Johnny went nuts when we brought out the tarantula today. Yeah. All the other kids were excited to have it walk over their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the experience that the ba- the brain recorded of that spider crawling up his arm, mom right. hitting it, all of that, now the brain recorded that event. And now that event has a trauma in the future. So we got to tie we got to look at our lives and sometimes wondering why our business isn't going the way it should is because there's these past traumas that come up. We hit a wall in our business and we don't know why we can't get ahead, but it might be a past trauma, a fear. Right. Something that's oh, holding. It's a hundred percent. That's why, you know, I was asking like, like, what is your core belief system? You know, because I feel that a lot of people are limited thinking. They're very, they're very they're, uh, they, they operate from scarcity. Yeah. Lack. Well, I got a question for you. Yes. How did you learn this way of living or thinking? Like, what was the event that happened in Deanne's life where he said, you know what? This has to change. 
Or have you always thought this way since you were little? That's a good question. Um, I I grew up with, with my father, who was an entrepreneur. Okay, got it. And my dad, I mean, he was a hustler. Like, you know, he, you know, he would, you know, meet different attorneys and, you know, in different cities far away and be like, hey, I want to open up uh, a, uh, an attorney office here in Almani. You know, do you want to, you know, all I need is you to come sign the paperwork and I'll do everything else. Mm. That, um, and then he'd go, or he'd go open medical clinics. Um, he, like my dad was a hustler, like everything and anything. Like he, he was just like, he'd go make the business. That's what's up. So I just, I just always knew my dad was, had a hundred different businesses. We were always moving. Like it was always something different every year. So mm. that's all I knew. So to me, I just knew like, you just go and you do it. Yeah. Period. That's just what I always saw. Yeah. And you know. Um, you know, my dad wasn't uh, an alcoholic, so you know, he'd lose his job quite often. And then we'd leave, we'd uproot, we'd move somewhere else, he'd find something new. And within, like, my dad was like, uh, my dad could sell ice to uh, an Eskimo. Eskimo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he really could come in, and he was like, a, he would go door to door to get cases for, like, um, have you been in personal injury? Like, my dad was just a person who was just like, go, 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 do, do, do. That's all I ever knew. Uh, then I got married to a hustler as well. Mm -hmm. He was a jack of all trades, you know, it might've been illegal stuff, but no matter what, there was always something new. Yeah. He was always hustling. Okay, I gotta go do this. I gotta do that. Like, and money just, I just saw money come easily all the time. Yeah. Money just always came easily. Like just, just do something, figure something out. You'll, until you make money. Like just, that's what I always saw. Um, now what the defining moment for me was, which I just spoke about this on another podcast is, uh, I was a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. at 18 to like 21. Yeah. And I was in a very abusive relationships and, you know, all the many a times I tried to leave, I couldn't mm. because I had no job skills. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a dollar to my name. Wow. And he would hold that over me like, well, where are you going to go with what money? Yeah. And that happens to a lot of women. A lot of women are stuck. Yes. Yeah, so They're I did. stuck. So... Around 21, we'd, we'd had, a you know, another big fight and, you know, he cheated on me with like this, uh, the same person that we'd had so many, I had so much past trauma with and I literally had just had enough at that moment. And I was like, I don't care if I live on the streets, like I'm getting up and leaving and I ended up going and then all the people who were cheating on me were all strippers. Mm. So I went to the strip club where they were all working at mm. and I went that night and mind you, I'd never drink ever in my life. I walked in at 21 years old and told the bartender, first I told the manager, I'm auditioning. Mm. <laughs> Second, I was like, uh, wait, not the waiter, the um, the bartender. I was like, dear bartender, I need a drink. But make it really, really sweet because I don't drink and I need to go audition <laughs> right now on stage. And he was like, it's your first time? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and I don't drink. He's like, and you don't drink? He's like, all right. So I think he made me like a Mai Tai or a sex movie, something super sweet. I had like, I think like three sips and I was like, Oh, yeah, but I got on stage and mind you, like I've, oh, I've always been a very sensual person, always very sensual. Like I love moving sensual. Like I'm, it's just in me. It's yeah. like in my DNA, like this, like Aztec dancing. Like I just, I've had that forever. So getting on stage and being slow and sensual. And I remember we put on um, Black Magic Woman by Santana. There you go. And back then in the strip clubs, we danced to slow romantic music. Mm. And it was only one girl on stage at a time. And I remember being up there and me like licking the guys in the eyes and being like, shh, like making eye contact with all of them. And everybody was just like, 
like I went up there and I remember the money was being thrown. I was looking at all the whole stage was full dollars and I was like, that's all mine. That's all my money. I was like, I could get an apartment, I could get a car. Like I just saw freedom. Wow. Like freedom. Like like I remember just like even when I got off the stage, like we had to get a big black um bag and I remember just crying, like I, I have freedom, like I can leave, like I can be me now. And from that moment on, I just saw money as freedom. Mm. It was freedom to me. Like, like I can do anything with this. And you know what? It's like, and, 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 and people have this story about money, right? Um, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Money's the root of all evil, right? So yep. we got to really take a good look at what is our relationship with money, mm -hmm. right? And so I see money as options. Money allows right. me options. Do I want the good bread or do I want the five dollar bread? Right. Right. 100%. Do I want you know? Do I want the you know the two ninety nine gallon of milk or do I want the seven dollar gallon of milk? Right. And you know, speaking about that, when mm, this is we're gonna we're gonna get into this. One of my biggest things to this day is what makes me feel rich is the fact that is I remember when I started dancing the day I was able to go into the market. Mm. And buy anything I wanted. Oh man, tell I could me fill about up that. the whole entire basket. No, check the like no, I, I could get ten oh, cereals, guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. ten ice creams, ten juices, and I didn't have to look at the prices. Yeah, that I, to me is rich. That to me yeah. is I'm rich when I didn't have to be like on a little yellow post-it while I can buy bread, yeah. eggs, and milk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, that's that the day, that first day I was able to go into the market and do that, like I remember just like tears in my eyes, like I don't even have to look at the bill. I can afford 10 of these baskets. Yeah, you know, and, and this is one of the things that we all get to, like I keep saying that we are not taught how to live or be a mm -hmm. human being. And so I learned that there was these events that happened in my life they're called strong suits. And one typically happens when you're a kid, or like a toddler. One happens when you're like in junior high. One happens when you're in high school, right? So the first thing that happened was my dad wasn't around. Right. And I told myself as a kid, I'm still valuable. I'm still worth it. And I had enough love from my mom that it's okay that my dad wasn't around. The second thing that happened was my mom made $450 every two weeks. Our rent was $450. That meant there was only four hundred and fifty dollars for, for thirty days. Yes, and you know what? I told my mom the other day. I was like, "Mom, I don't know how you did it." She goes, "Oh, that gave me like, yes." Yeah. Mind you, she was a, she was a CNA nurse getting minimum wage, and so my mom didn't unfortunately didn't have like I wanted the nice shoes. I wanted the British Knights. I wanted the Diodoras. You know, I wanted the nice kicks. So I would have to go out there and hustle on my own. So when I was eight years old, I started working. I started lear I learned how to go to the gas station and clean windows for money. You know, yes. do whatever it took. Yeah. Sell I candy out it. of my backpack, you know. Yeah. And so all of all of those events, you know, all of all of the, well, I had a point was to say to my mom uh, uh about uh, people's relationship with money. Oh, the relationship and with then money. You say that. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's three things. So yeah. the first thing was that my dad wasn't around. That was a strong suit that I told myself that I'm valuable. The second thing valuable. also, I was we were broke, and I told myself I never want to be poor again because my friend mm. Curtis and I we used to combine our refrigerators mm -hmm. to make a meal. Mm. So that second event was like, I never wanted to be poor. Because right. I had a friend named Chad Corbett. I never seen a pantry 
so full of snacks. I was like, oh my God, look at You're this pantry. Rich. You're I, rich. I remember in school, um, I don't even know her name, but I remember I used to go to, because my my parents both work, so I was never picked up till six o'clock from like the after school, yeah, yeah. whatever's going on. And I had a girlfriend who every day after school, we'd go there to her house and I sit there and wait with, you know, so my mom or dad came and her whole entire pantry had food. Yeah. And I used to always be like, wow, yeah, you're yeah. rich. Yeah. I used to think that you're rich. You're rich. Yeah. And I told myself, and when I, when I saw Chad Corbett, I don't, I don't even know the guy, like, but I remember his name, right? I know Chad Corbett had the pantry food and I told myself, I want to live like that. Mm. And then the third thing that happened when I was in high school, I broke out with acne really bad. And I broke out 11th grade. I broke out with acne really bad. And the rejection that I got from my family, my cousins, girls, I was like, you know what? I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck rejection. I'll figure out a way. But those three strong suits helped me become the businessman that I am. Cause yes. I'm worth it. I don't ever want to be broke. Yeah. And Fuck rejection. Yes. Right? So those strong suits really supported me to get ahead in life, right? So that is his core belief system to his entrepreneurship. There it is, right? That's there. exactly what I was asking for. Okay, strong suits. Yeah. Those, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm worth it. I don't ever want to be broke again. And you know what? Fuck rejection. I'll figure out a make a way to make how to make it happen. Right? <laughs> so, you know. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> it gets a soundboard tap. So it is important for us to learn, to study, to have a mentor, to have a coach, mm -hmm. to have someone that we can mirror and get ahead in life. Like we cannot, each generation should be better than the one it preceded. Right. But what's the problem is that, you know what? Unfortunately, we're not raising our children with experiences where they can learn and grow. We're constantly telling kids, no, you can't do that. Shut up. You're dumb. You so we're 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 brainwashing our kids to not get ahead. I just someone told me this yesterday. I don't know how true it is, but there might be some value to it. So TikTok is owned by China, right? And they literally are making Americans flood themselves with like like staying uh you know not paying attention to shit yeah. while they're making sure and that have you have you have you been on tiktok no i don't have no not okay. at all okay you guys tiktok is crack so i'm a i'm an instagram girl but i recently have been on, on tiktok and is i can't like going on the explore page every single tiktok is captivating oh it's coach Diane munoz Fully spelled out. It, thank you. Yeah, TikTok coach Deanne Munoz. Fully spelled out. It's 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 literally like every single thing on the explore page. The minute you get to the, you just get one real one TikTok. That's it. You're engaged. They only show the funniest, funniest shit that you're like literally like. Oh my God, that yeah. was good. I got to send it to somebody. And then the next one comes up and you're like, that one was even better. And then the next one comes up. Like Instagram just shows you what your friends post. And our yeah. friends aren't very funny. <laughs> but TikTok's explore page, it, it's so, it's crack. It's like yeah. drinking Coca-Cola. 
Like you can't just have one sip of Coca-Cola. You're yeah, like, yeah. you, you yeah, need yeah. to get all that yeah, carbonation yeah, yeah. deep inside <laughs> me and I need to shiver with it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's the feeling TikTok gives you. So you're correct. They perfectly tailored it. Yeah. That once you get on there, you are so, and people, people love to laugh. Who doesn't love to laugh? Out of a daily life of like an entrepreneur, I gotta do this, da, da, da. when you go on there, you're laughing. You're like, oh, this feels nice. But then it'll be two hours later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hours later. You know, I, I, I'm an audio book guy. You know, I'm just constantly listening to audio books. Um, I definitely want to grow and learn. Um, I got really big goals for myself, so I really don't put too much emphasis on social media. Although I know it's a great marketing tool right. and I teach people to use social media because it's important. Um, and I do use it for that purpose, but I don't spend too much time on social Nasty media. I get on and get off. You're good. Yeah. You're dead. That's discipline, guys. <laughs> well, that's discipline. <laughs> Talk about it. And then I have ADHD. So like the whole audio thing, I'd have to replay it. I, I, I've tried. I've done. I've just no, no, tried I have recently. To listen to a book, sit down and take notes. Oh yeah. No. Cause yeah. If I have, I just listening, I will literally replay the same five minutes so over will I, for three hours gracious. and then I'll get frustrated and turn it off and be like, what's the point? I didn't hear one thing he said. And I just turn nah, it off. I do that too. You know, it's like, I'll keep on replaying something, turn it off. Then, then, reflect on it and just like you said that i will sometimes like you know just turn it off because <laughs> i got stuck on this one section for so long yeah yeah no i get that too, you know but but here's the thing is like as long as you're creating progress and you're moving forward that creates happiness mm -hmm. right so 100%. progress equals happiness and if you could look into your future and get excited about your future that creates happiness as well yes. so we got to get to a point where we're excited about the future we have a business model or something that generates money. So that way we can feel good about the future también, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's creating a future that feels good, we're excited about, and it comes back to having resources. Money, for me, is resources. It is. But hold that thought. I got to go tinkles. And we usually start with yeah. prayer, sound bowling, and some manifestation, but we didn't. Jen, Jen's gave a good comment that you guys just said. Music, TV, other than unconscious parents, family, friends, it's all programming slash conditioning. It's crazy. Yes, 100%. Just dummies us down, a form of programming. Okay, so we have our prayer box. So every week now, I have, an, uh, I have a, uh, a little ceremony that I like people do before we start, but we just... You were like, let's get it. We got right into yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, okay, so we're going to slow it down because I'm going to go to the bathroom. We're going to slow down, drop into our body, and connect with spirit. Okay, mm. so this is the prayer box that I had bought, and I kept it over at 7-Eleven uh, Media Group. So what I'm going to have you do is I want you to write down some the first thing that comes to your heart or mind that you want to manifest right now, okay? Mm. So you're going to write this down for me. Meanwhile, I go to the bathroom. Oh, here we go. Okay. And then what I'm going to have you do is you're going to place it under the white candle. And then you're going to light your candle. Okay. So nice. the white light is going to manifest it into the universe. So this is sacred soul talk where... So where this, is, this prayer is just for me. It's just yours. It's okay. for what you want. Okay, got it. Okay, so this is all about you. This is whole... This whole, um, the whole um, altar, it's a prayer altar, a manifestation altar. 
So I want you to put down what you want, and you're going to put it under there. And we're going to manifest and pray for it. And Beautiful. then we're also going to pray for everyone else that has their own prayer request. So and, for now, go and ahead. you know what's so dope about this? As you go tinkle, I'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But what's really dope about this is like... Can we get a little closer? Yeah. So what's really, what's really dope about this process, because it's a process, mm -hmm. right, is one, I have to think, which is going to create an emotion right i'm gonna take the action and write my thoughts into words right and then with this i'm gonna create a feeling around mm -hmm. it right and then give this up over here to this altar mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and then the action of lighting the candle of taking the action of writing taking the action so it's one thing to just think it correct but it's another thing to take Hidden the action paper. Put it mm -hmm. a pen of paper, take them, take it out of the mind, put it in here, put the action. So that goes back to what, it, what you were saying earlier about knowledge is power, but it's the applied knowledge. It's the yeah. action. So you yeah, go do that definitely. and I'm going to do this. Okay, guys. So he's going to write down his manifestation and I'll be right back. So are you guys getting some good stuff so far? Super excited about this to be with, uh, with Deanne here. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share and I'm going to write uh, my prayer. So, but I want to invite you to do the same thing. Like go out and find a piece of paper right now. And I want you to create and manifest your prayer. What it is that you want to miraculously happen for you and your life. So as I do this, I invite you to do the same thing. Take the action, find a piece of paper, Whatever you're thinking that you want to manifest and create in your life, put it down to a paper right now. Take the action. Get it out of your mind and write it. So I'm going to go ahead and write mine right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually writing the first thing that's come to my mind. Well, I'm super excited about my prayer here. And I'm going to put my prayer over here near the altar. Okay. So. I invited our, our, uh, our, our audience to do the do same. The same. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So what, what I do... You guys is every week on my stories, I get a candle and I burn it and I always record a story, like a whole like 60, 60 second story. And then at the bottom, I always say um, in the comment section, you can do like people to leave you comments. I say, if you have a prayer request, enter it into the box. Mm. So anytime you've entered those prayers into the box, it's here in the altar. There's the intentions behind it. So every time, yes. Oh, so every time you see me post it on my stories, make sure you guys drop your prayer in there because I include that 
in my everyday life and where two or more or two, three or more are gathered, spirit will be there. That's if you're spiritual or you're religious. If you're religious, God will be there. And if you're neither of those, you are a facts person and your science, quantum physics says where two or three people are at a high vibrational frequency, Mm. that frequency intensifies a hundred folds. So that's science. On the science side too, (laughs) check this out. So we have a part of our brain called the reticular activating system. Reticular activating. Activating system here. Right? That gets a sound bolting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big word. Well, check this out. So just imagine, have you have you ever bought a brand new car? Yes, I just got one last Uh-oh. year for my birthday. And my birthday's coming up again. That's what's up, I know, right so around the corner, fast. man. That's just like crazy. that. Bah, 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 bah. Yo, I'm gonna be 47. That's crazy. I just turned 45. Oh, isn't that so crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. But check this out. Like when you okay. bought that car, did you start to see that car everywhere? Yes. Why is Wait, that? I never actually even knew that that Porsche had an SUV. Never knew that. And I always said I'm never going to get a Porsche because I'm claustrophobic. I can't be in anything small. And I, when I ever seen Porsches, I'm like, oh my God, they're so small and cramped. I like things big and luxurious. Yeah. And we were looking at SUVs, but obviously I want a sexy SUV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, what is this? They're like a Porsche. And I was like, because in the front, it looks really fucking sexy. And yeah, I was yeah. like, a Porsche? And I got in and I was like, I didn't even know they made an SUV. It was so sleek, sexy. I was just like, oh, I was like so turned on and I was like, sold. I'll take it. <laughs> and that was it. Now I see Porsche Cayennes everywhere. Well, exactly. So before they were always there. Yeah, I never seen one. But you told your brain that it was mm. important. So the brain, the reticular activating system, what it does is... Reticular activating system (laughs) so what that part of the brain does it it filters out everything and it tells you what's important so when you pray and you put that intensity of that prayer and you're thinking it and you're feeling it or anchoring it in yes and it's what you're telling your reticular activating system that this is important reticular activating system and all of a sudden it starts showing it to you you want more bills? Talk about bills. Give it feeling. You're going to see more bills. You want more money? Talk about money. Feel good about the money. You're mm-hmm. going to see new opportunities. Yes. Yes. So if you're a science person, yes, prayer is talking to your reticular activating system and put a lot of feeling behind it. Yes. And all of a sudden, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's 100% true. And I always like to, when I say prayer... You guys, I, I, manifestation, prayer, intention to me is all the same thing. So people could say, you know, I put a goal or this is what I'm manifesting. I, I like my, like, I'm just such a. You like pretty words. Spiritual. Like, I'm just such a spirit. Like my whole, everything I do is very soft. Everything I do, it's, it's, it's like a vision that I get. So I like to call mine the process of prayer, of a ceremony manifesting. They're all the same exact intention. There's nothing about God or Jesus or like anything like, 
that's it. It's simply the same. Word. So that's why I always be like, if you're science, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. prove you science. I could prove you with God and I could prove spirituality. Yeah. So I just like the word prayer because prayer to me is. It's divine. I'm, because in my, let's just say like, you know, in my everyday life, I'm always in a masculine go, 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 do, 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 mental, mental. And as a feminine, the divine feminine operates from her heart. Mm-hmm. So now everything I do now, I I slow down. Nice. So I'm not go, go, go. Go, go, do is a masculine energy. Yes. So I'm constantly slowing down, stopping, breathing, getting present with my breath, present with spirit, present with visions, present with what God wants me to say. And it's not about me. And then I drop into a place of serving. Mm. How can I serve? And then I get visions of like um, things I want to manifest in my life so that I can be of service in a more grander way. And money is a way for me to create products and events and podcasts and seminars Mm -hmm. to be of service. So that's where my manifestation of my prayers and the abundance comes in because I know that, you know, I'm chosen. I know that you're chosen to serve. You know, and spirit, the universe, God, our ancestors, you know, the like everyone who's ever walked behind us, you know, we are the ones in our family lineage mm-hmm. to break all the generational curses that have happened from people before us, after, you know, yet behind us. Most definitely. You know, like we're going to be the first millionaires in our families. Like these are generational curses that we're breaking, like, like we're paving new paths. And for me, I, I, you know, it's really slowing down and connecting. And, and you know, it's same thing with men who are always go, go, go. There has to also be the balance of, you said, the love, you know, the showing up. You just balanced me right now. I yeah. just, I, I realize, and this is why it's so important to have a masculine and feminine, because I just realized right now that you gave me permission to slow down mm-hmm. right now. And that was great because sometimes as a man, you can be go, go, go. Oh, 100%. You know, there was a, I have a good friend uh, in Mexico. I was visiting um, down there in Guadalajara. And uh, we were driving to the airport and we got cut off. And I immediately, you know, I was thinking like, okay, this person cut me off. Did I cut them off? You know, or what, what? What happened that they just went into the, because we were pulled into a gas station and they pulled right into where I was going to pull into. Right. So my initial (laughs) man was like, did that guy just cut us off and just take our spot? Right. And so I didn't say nothing, but I must have made a a gesture. And then she goes, Damiano, look at me. And when I looked at her, I... I calmed down and I hadn't had anybody calm me down that fast ever. And I was like, Whoa, that was, that was dope. That was, I needed that. Had there been another guy there? Oh yeah. It's too much, <laughs> uh, you know, masculine energy yeah. right there. Like, Hey, what happened? But also, I, you know, as, as a coach, I understand there's feedback and I understand that, you know, it's like maybe this guy's in a hurry. Maybe has maybe someone's at the hospital. Um, so like maybe justify it a little bit because, you know, just like, hey, you know, what, no, no worries. 
you know, if you need it that bad, go for it. Right. But what I'm, what I was, what I, what I acknowledge, what I experienced that day was someone with their feminine energy just said, they just said, look at my eyes and it calmed me down. And I was like, whoa, that was dope. And so we really need that balance. The masculine. Know, a ma yeah. And the femininity. But we too, as men, have masculine and feminine exactly. parts of ourselves. Uh -huh. And just like a woman has their feminine and masculine mm -hmm. parts, right? So it is the man that needs to be loving, that, that gets to be, you know, uh, compassionate, understanding, exactly. you know, give assurances. Men really need to give assurances to their women. I love when, I love seeing a man who is about love. Like, I feel like we're, we're in it, we're, there's so many men that are just cold, 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 and they're just like, they're just existing in this masculinity, which we love the protective part of it. Love is masculine, though. And there's this, there's just something different when you meet a man who is love. Jesus, Je Jesus, the man, like, let's say, let's take Jesus out as being God's son. Right. He oh, was he, a, he epitome of love. He was a of revolutionary love. of love. Yes. But don't think that he was soft. Right. He wasn't. This was the man that went into the, the church and threw all the tables up right. for turning the church into a, a, a sales place. Right. Right. So I don't, but if, if I were to see Jesus today, I don't imagine that this would be a soft man. No, definitely not. But the epitome of love. Correct. Because his standards were right. high. That's why, that's what I'm saying. Like as a woman, for me to see like a very masculine man who is loving that's just like mind blowing. Like, like you're so masculine, you're so strong. And then there's love. Like, like that's just so powerful for a man to just be love. And, and I'm not saying softness, like, you know, softness to me is a female. I'm talking about like his, he's in the feminine of like, I, I'm, I am love. Mm -hmm. but he operates from the masculinity. There's, there's always, there has to be a balance, you know, as well for men. So I find men who are balanced with the femininity of love and, you know, very strong in their masculinity. There's, there's just a fucking turn on. And you know what? The turn on for men is when a woman is sweet, when she's nice, when she like really shows love. Yeah. And not treating you like an interrogator. Where are you at? What are you doing? Who are you with? All this stuff. And learn to trust that man. A man will come home to the woman that he loves. Right? And he'll like he'll sleep out in the rain. He'll do whatever it takes. When a man loves a woman, like this man will when do whatever a man it takes. Loves a woman, <laughs> can't keep his mind on nothing else. Nothing else. When a man loves he a woman, he can't keep his mind on nothing else. And I don't oh. know the rest of it. <laughs> I'll start resisting it. Three, seven. And so when a woman is too much like a man, that turns a that turns a man off. Yeah. When a woman is too masculine, no dude wants to be with a like. Well, a man doesn't want to be with a. Most men don't want to be with another man. Right. right? 
And then even in those relationships, one of them is more feminine than the other. True. I mean, right? I, I've only, uh, when I was dating women, I only dated tomboys, but they were very feminine energies. So I was just like, I'm still the man, damn it. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so I want to have you light your candle. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Okay. So we're going to, we can actually, yeah, slow this all down. I just want to get present to this moment. So I'm going to have everyone close their eyes. And I'm going to have you take a deep in. I'm going to have you take a deep breath in through the nose. And while you're taking a deep breath in through the nose, I want you to breathe in this white, beautiful, warm light. And it's peaceful. It's serene. It's tranquil. There's something in this energy that just feels loving and comfortable. You feel safe. So as we take a deep breath in, we are restructuring our nervous system, our belief system. When we breathe in, I want you to release anything that happened today, yesterday, during this week, or during the month that is heavy on your spirit, Heavy in your mind, heavy in your heart. We're here to recalibrate, to shift, to drop back into our heart, into our spirit. To reconnect with that love in our heart, the vision that we have, our dreams, our most wildest dreams come from our heart from love. As an entrepreneur, we follow these dreams because they were placed in our heart and our soul the minute we were born from past lifetimes. When you quiet long enough, you're able to hear messages, to get direction. Where do you go next? What is your next move? What is your next level? And that comes in the silence. So we're going to take a count of four, a deep breath in through your nose. Breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold it. As you're holding it at the top, I want you to allow it to anchor in, anchor in peace, anchor in love, anchor in tranquility, anchor in safety protection. Hold it. Take a deep breath out. We're breathing out anything heavy, anything dark, any stress, any anxiety, any fear, any racing thoughts, we're releasing. I want you to take another deep breath in. I want you to breathe in your dreams, your most wildest dreams. I want you to breathe in your manifestations, your visions, your goals. Breathe them in this beautiful light. Hold it at the top. Hold it. Anchor it in. Anchor it in. Anchor it in as your reality, as your truth. These manifestations are here. Your dreams are here. Your wildest dreams are here. They are now inside the cells of your body. Now breathe out. We're going to breathe out the past. We're going to breathe out lack. We're going to breathe out fear, insecurity, trauma. Breathe it out. 
release it out of your cells. We only have room for high vibrational visions, thoughts, and feelings. We're going to take another deep breath and we're going to anchor in our manifestations, our dreams, our prayers, our next level. We're going to take a deep breath in, breathe in. Peace, love, serenity, tranquility. Hold up at the top. Hold it. Hold it. Now I want you to see and feel your manifestations, your miracles, your blessings. Your prayers are given to you right now. Hold it. Hold it. Anchor it in. Anchor it in. It's anchored it in. And so it is. Breathe out. (sighs) Breathe out the past. Breathe out lack. Breathe out scarcity. Breathe out anything heavy. Any fear. Anything from the past. We have no room for it. We release it. I want you to drop into your heart, be present. We call in our future selves from 10 years from now. 20 years from now, 30 years from now. We call you into this space right now. We call you into the rest of our evening and our dreams tonight. Dear future self from 10, 20, and 30 years from now, we call you in for the rest of this week and the rest of this month. We call you in to our intuitive nudge to give us directions what is our next level what step is next to next for us what doors need to be closed and what doors need to be opened we surrender right now to our own from our own will that you will intuitively guide us give us signs left and right From this moment on, we are committed to looking at all the signs that are around us, not as coincidences, but as divine orchestrated intuitive directions from you, our future selves. We are committed to quantum leaping from today into the person we are five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. We make that commitment to cut cords with that which is no longer serving us. We step into our highest selves right now. We are activated into it. Activated, 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 activated. We are quantum leaping. The cosmic threads are now being connected to our dreams, our manifestations, to our prayers, to our blessings. We are connecting to it with these ethereal threads in the cosmos. And we call it in like a magnet. We are pulling in these hundred and thousands cosmic threads. That which, what it came five years from now, we call it in right now. Our ancestors are here to protect us. The divine source God, the Holy Spirit, we are here 
to be a pen in your hand, writing the world a love letter. How may we serve? How may we touch, move, and inspire lives? We know from this moment on, every vision we get, every hunch we get, any funny feeling we get is a direct message from source, from God, from the Holy Spirit, that this tool, this path, that we are actually paving paths that no one else has walked. We each in this room have a vision for a road and a journey that no one else is going to walk first other than us. We are trailblazers in our family lineage. We are breaking generational curses in our lineage. And we stand in our integrity. Our word is our word. We are here to serve. Take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Hand over heart. Go ahead and open your eyes when you feel called to. What came up for you? First off, that was that was beautiful. Um, when you get to stop and smell the roses, for myself, I. As I was going through that prayer, I had a vision of this little boy who would stare out this window and see this statue of this warrior. And eventually, the little boy, when he stood next to the statue, he was identical to it. So I was pulling that future self, mm. that high standard self of myself, the best version of myself. Yeah. I was pulling them into my existence right now. So when I die and I meet that best version of myself, I get to look identical to him. Yes. And so I want to thank you, Deanne. That was, that was beautiful. Thank you for you trusting You definitely me. have a gift. The energy of the words, the high vibration, the frequency was pure. It was beautiful. And I felt it coming from... From spirit, from God, from divine, from your future self. And channeled through That's you. That's who came through. I'm literally just an instrument for them. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yes, please. And you feel free now to light your candle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, while he's lighting his candle, we have. Oh, 
here. Wow, that was so beautiful, breathtaking. Yes, amen. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the words. Now I'm going to go ahead and write one for myself. I hope you guys can hear me. Sorry, I'm trying to do three things at once. Uh, let's see. Jason Parker, uh, it's time to break that generational curse and become something more in life and eventually becoming a millionaire someday. Ooh, yes. Pull it in now. Pull it in now, not yes, someday. Yes, don't say someday. Yeah, say, right now. It just happened. It just I happened. I just became a millionaire. Yeah. Then, Anchor it in. And then Jen Via, pray, uh, her prayers, I'm manifesting $300,000 this year and paying off all my debt. I yes. love money and money loves me. Money is love. Boom. Just wrote it, sent it to the universe and burned it into Amen. the fire. Sent up. Awesome. And actually, Jen, I got a vision of 300000 a month for you. That's right. That's the vision I literally was just told right now, Jen. Three hundred k a month for you. Not for the year, a month. And, and you know... Uh, I literally, I just saw that clearly. And for some people, they can't fathom $300,000 a month. And I, I would love to show you how to reverse engineer that. Because... Every number can be reverse engineered, and there is a, a method to getting to that number. What does that mean, reverse engineered? So it's like having blueprints. So when I always tell people, when I sit down with entrepreneurs and I say they want to start a business, it's like, okay, let's start at the end first. What does this look like at the end? And then reverse engineer it to where you are today. So you know the action steps to get back to that place right because okay. you know people have eyes but you need to have a vision and if you don't have a vision for what that looks like to go there first in the future with your imagination right. and then reverse engineer it to where you are today now you've already been there I love, I love how your words are so different than mine. <laughs> I was like, oh, anchor it in. <laughs> anchor it into your heart. It's so different. But like, yeah. I love the word you use. Because I'll be like, remember, I was like, what are your core beliefs? Or you yeah. were like, and you said some fancy where yeah. you're like, you mean this top three, da, da, da. And I was yeah. like, okay, sure. But when you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> like the perfect example of femininity and then masculinity. So masculine are very linear, very like by the book, da, da, da. And feminines are like, oh the unicorn came and blessed me today and you're like you mean the mailman i'm like yeah he was here <laughs> it's like the perfect example of femininity and masculinity i love that you, you know all these big words <laughs> but that's that's the great okay. balance yeah that's the great balance definitely so can you can you share a little bit of, of what you're doing right okay, now so, so this is palo santo now palo santo I'd like to cleanse the energy in the room. So Palo Santo sage is to clear like the stagnant energy from a room. Now Palo Santo is stronger. It's it's to ward off evil entities, demons, um, witchcraft, any kind of bad energy. And because we are on live, I like to do like a little limpia. Yeah. So I'm I'm blocking. Any, so the fact that we just declared right now that we're here to serve and change lives, you know, I, I like to say evil, like Satan or the demons, just it could be evil or negativity, whatever you want to call it. 
there it's in there immediately. I so how, my belief is how what, what I study is the minute we were born, us as the anointed ones from the from the Christ consciousness, from God, from the one, we were assigned demons to attack mm-hmm. us our whole life to keep us from being here right now from serving most definitely so what happens is i'm i'm also trained to do protection yeah. so like the light of god i'm able to put over you over this this room anybody watching anybody trying to send any negativity through here or you know any any demons that are just attached to you know, you and like, you're like trying to come in to be like, no, how can I bring him down? Like what's coming in? Like I'm simply blocking it. So Palo Santo, you should use it every morning and every night before you go to bed. Where does somebody get a Palo Santo? You can get this on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So you go on Amazon and get this. Um, And I'm also trained as a sacred priest, a rose priestess, a white rose priestess, where I'm also able to get Copal which is what the Aztec used. Mm-hmm. So I have a ceramic. Um, it's in the in the uh, on the in the backyard on the table. Okay, go get it. So I have a, a ceramic, and it's made from people Aztecs in um, Tulum. Okay, it's got it. Yeah. Specifically made from the Aztecs out there, and you put copal in it. Now, copal is used during exorcisms. Mm. Copal is burned in Catholic churches. Mm. Y'all, Catholic church people don't really tell you about exorcisms and demons, but when the when the bishop or whatever they, they call them, their pastors, he has the little ball yeah, and there's yeah. smoke and he's trilling yeah. it. That is copal. Mm. Copal is used during any kind of um, exorcisms of demons and he uses it when he's in church with all these unknown people in him mm. to protect himself and the church. So I do limpias like for people, for their homes. So and you know, for some people, Aztec. yeah, for some people, this may be very taboo. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. 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 It can be, but you know, I don't know whether, I mean, even if you're a born again, Christian, though, well, that's what I'm saying is like, People that aren't, that aren't religious or... Well, you know, even for people that are religious, again, we inherited a life from right. our parents, Correct. right? And they inherited it from their parents. I'll give you an example. So there was this lady, she was making a, a Thanksgiving ham. And when she got the ham out, she cut off both sides. And the sister saw her doing it and started laughing. She goes, oh my God, I do that too. She goes, why do we do this? Because mom did it. Taught us. So they Correct. go and tell mom, mom, why do we cut off the ends of the ham? Right. She goes, oh, it's because your grandmother did it that way. Right. So they go to the grandmother's room. The grandmother's in there watching TV. The mom and the two daughters go into the grandma's room and says, Grandma, why do we cut the ends of the ham? Why did you do that? She goes, oh, it's because the ham never fit in my pot. So I had to cut off the ends <laughs> so it would fit. Right. But then all of a sudden, generation after generation, they didn't even know why they were right. cutting the ends of the ham. But this is the thing about us living as human beings. We're just, we inherited a life. We inherited a way that a these traditions, these belief systems, right, yeah. right? And so what you're talking about has been taboo, but it's, the truth. Right. There we we are spiritual beings. Right. Okay. And there's a spiritual realm. And there are demons and there are angels. And when you understand that, there's a great book called Screw Tape Letters. Ooh, really? And it's a book about 
how the devil has his demons in this hierarchy of them and how they come attack uh-huh. us. And so that is something as human beings, you know, there's these, I saw a beautiful video of this helicopter. It was a, it was a, a, a paramedic helicopter. And it says the caption was that, that as soon as it was taken off, the person passed away. But you clearly see from the helicopter, this light go up. And that was the moment that that spirit left the body. Right. And when you've seen a dead body fresh, you know you can look at that dead body and know there's something missing from that body. Right. It's not like they're asleep. There's something missing. And so there was this, there's this story about these two babies in the womb. And one of them says, hey, do you think there's something more to life? And the other baby's like, nah, this is it. We get fed here. We get everything <laughs> happens here. Why would you think there's something more? Right. And then nine months later, they're born. Right. And so same thing as we're alive, we're conscious, right? We, we question, is there something more after this? You know, I tend to think that there may be. Right. And we're just, and so there is this spiritual world. And yes, there are demons. There are just like a negative and positive. Right. It, it, like, it could, it, it's just the word I use, yeah. demons. And it could just be evil, low, low vibrational frequency. So quantum physics is when you're vibrating at a very low level, you're attracting everything else in the world that's on that level. <clears throat> so exactly. it's pain, anger, yes. rage, art that has a frequency. So people can call it the devil. Or you can call it a low vibrational frequency. Yes. I see demons. I see entities and people. So uh, my word is demons. Yes. You know, I've, been able to see some, I've been able to see them from a very young age. And now that I'm trained, I understand what I've always seen my whole life. Yes. You know, I used to always just think, oh, like, how do I know things other people don't know? I didn't know that I was a prophet. I, w- I didn't know that I was given visions to see things for people. Yeah. You know, because sometimes I'll pop people, I'm like, how do you not know this? And they just be like, what? Because they're, they weren't given up a vision, you know, like, like me as like the prophet, like I was always able to see things. And now I understand, oh, it was a gift. Yes. And I'm, and I can't get mad at people when they don't follow what I'm saying or things happen later on. And like, I hate this thing of like, I hate it, but I'm always like, I'm always right. And it's, I, I, I always even like when, when I would call something out and it would happen and it'd be bad. I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to say nothing because the bad thing just happened, but I already warned somebody of it. Mm. And I'm like, and I'm like, and because I'm humble and I don't like being like boasting, I'm just like, I saw that. I called it. I told you, you didn't listen. So now I'm learning. I have visions. Yes. I'm already seeing what's going to happen. So when I tell something to somebody now, I, I'll tell somebody and I just leave it. Because that it's that person's journey yes. to go through it. Oh my God. Or not to go through it. And so I'm just very content with like, okay, well, I see what's going to happen. This person clearly wants to still do their own thing. That's fine. I just stay quiet. And then when, when what I say comes about, I'm just like, hmm. like, I'm very clear now. I just have a gift. You know what's, man, you hit something so... Hit the nail on the head, like they say. You know, I had to learn to not interfere in other people's processes. Because the moment you interfere in someone else's process, you become part of the process. Mm. 
And so sometimes you got to allow people to go through their yeah. process. It's not your process. So when they say so mind your own business, business. <laughs> yeah. you need to mind your own business. No, yeah, that's exactly where I operate from. And then people are like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I already foresaw. So like, I'll literally be like, well, I just ask, I ask them questions. I'll be like, so what are you feeling? You know me, and they'll be like, "Well, this," and I'm like, "Well, where do you think that comes from?" Because mm. I know they, there's an intuitiveness in everybody, but they, everyone's just so closed off. So I'll just ask questions like, "Well, what do you think that meant?" Well, maybe this. Oh, what do you think that means? And they're like, "This," and I'm like, oh, "Okay." And I'm like, "And what happens if you do that?" Then this, and how's that gonna feel? Like this. And what if you don't do it? This will happen. Oh, and then this. Oh, and then I'm like, okay, so what was your answer? Like they just answered their own question. Yeah. I ask questions to where people answer answer their own questions. Yeah. And I don't ever answer people's questions. I just ask questions till they figure out what feels like a fuck yes mm, in my soul. Yeah. And what feels like a fuck no. Yes. Because I'm no longer here to to tell people anything. I merely ask. Yes. And then they're like holy fuck i'm like did that feel like true from your heart they're like yeah i'm like okay yes that was i'm like you came up with that i didn't say nothing yep i just asked you what was real what works for you and then what doesn't yes so that's how now i use my gifts with people when i'm coaching beautiful yes i learned that too oh sorry i learned that too allow also allow people to go through their own process on their own yes And you know, and that's what makes a great coach. A great coach is going to guide people so that people come up with their own answer. Their own decisions. Exactly. Uh And so coaching is not telling people what to do. That's actually mentorship. So there's a distinction between mentorship and coaching. Coaching, you allow people to come up with their own answer. And I must say, Deanne, you're an amazing coach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And you're using your gift. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. What time is it? How long are we in? Oh, shit. That went by fast. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Thank you. Okay. We're going to go ahead and close this out. We have our manifestations today. We have Coach Damiana. Do you want to share with them a little bit of what you do and where they can reach you at for coaching? Mind you, he 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 has been my business coach in the past when I had the Seven Eleven Media Group. Yeah, you know, so I right now I, I coach uh, specifically a real estate team, and um, and so my name you can find me on Instagram as Don Damiano, and my number is three one zero eight four nine one five three three. I have a real passion of helping uh, teenagers, um, you know, to really identify themselves so that way they can grow in business. Um, I'll be speaking at the Compton um, Library Youth Center. There's a there's an event coming up for teens, so I'll be speaking at that coming up. That's on my Instagram. And then, of course, I, I, I work with a lot of executives from businesses to help scale uh, their business. So, um, so yeah, and, and then I do a lot of one-on-one uh, life coaching for people mm-hmm. as well. So 
I'd love to sit down with anybody that really wants to create clarity, wants to create a business plan and or uh, just really, you know, wants to kind of clean up some stuff from our past so that way we can move forward with velocity. Ooh, and so, velocity, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> velocity. Here's all these big words. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That's what's up. Where we end tonight. Okay, don't you have a Zoom thing, something coming up? Is yeah, that I have normal? a Zoom this Thursday. So okay. this Thursday, 7 o'clock, the, uh, Zoom, the, it's an easy website, zoomwithdamiano.com. <laughs> And so uh, this Thursday, we're having a mark a mastermind on marketing. So we do that every Thursday. We, we just get together. It's free. Jump on board. We have a mastermind and um, and really support it. That, that, yeah. that in itself is just to support. I'm going to be there, you guys. Talking about marketing. I'm there. I'm part of it. I'm here to, you know, pick everyone's mind and to learn. And we'll be part of it, too. Okay. Also, April 1st, we start day one. We have our welcome call. For my signature program, Rebirth. Mm. What's no longer serving you? What's not working anymore? And what's holding you back? So we're going to be changing the stories of of who we are and who we want to become. So we're going to be doing a complete rebirth, rebranding, then reinventing ourselves, who we mm. want to be, and reintroducing ourselves. Like the Jay-Z song, um, let me reintroduce myself. My name is Ho Ho. It starts April 1st. Right now, we have it on pre sale for $777. It's for six weeks. We do have a six month payment plan with that. So, if this is something that is calling on your heart and soul, don't do anything that you're not feeling like, fuck yes, in my soul, I'm on fire yes. for this. Yes. I do not want you in my program. If this in your heart, in your soul, in your gut, you got a big like knot that like, shoot, I want to be part of this. Please contact me, unleashyoursexy.com. It's with the I, not a Y, because Unleash Your Sexy with the Y is taken from some other girl. So it's Unleash Your Sexy with the I at the end, dot com. Rebirth starts. Uh, price does go up to angel number 1,111 nice. on April 1st. So we can either pay in full, we can do payments. And if you are a single mom who's been through any kind of domestic violence and you're trying to get up off your feet, you're free of my program. Make sure you can DM me. I am on Unleash Your Sexy. Oh, I know it's showing right now on the screen and his Instagram. Make sure you follow him as well, you guys. We love you. Until next week. Blessings. Kisses, blessings, manifestations. Blessings.